Even when you try to maintain a healthy diet, it can be tough to get all of the nutrients you need for long-term health. Care of makes it super easy and even fun to figure out what vitamins and supplements are best for your diet and lifestyle. Go to takecareof.com and take a short quiz to get your personalized vitamin recommendation. Use offer code AMR at checkout for 50% off your first month of vitamins. Welcome to another episode of Another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea here in Portland. Uh, and this is Dimity hanging out in Denver. I have a slightly runny nose, so excuse me if you hear a little uh, air blow during this podcast. <laughs> no farmer blows indoors allowed, please. <laughs> uh, I'm in my son's room, so you know I could just kind of get, you know, he's got enough crap on his rug, he wouldn't notice it anyway. So <laughs> oh, Very good. So, so we've had a little change of plans. We originally were going to be talking to an OBGYN today to find out about pregnancy and running postpartum, but we ended up having to change that since I had jury duty yesterday. So instead, Dimity, you had the great idea that we would talk about beginning running and giving tips for beginner runners. So that's what we are going to be chatting about today. Exactly. Well, and I've had enough of the OBGYN scene um, this past week. As, as many of you know, if you've read the blog, I've had some issues with fibroids and I'm still kind of working on a solution towards them, waiting on insurance mostly. Um, and, uh, and, and the reason why I thought about beginning running is because, I mean, so I haven't run. The last time I exercised was um, a week ago, Friday. And today is what, Wednesday? So mm-hmm. I'm going on almost two weeks. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and I have no desire. I mean, my, my blood levels are still pretty low and I just, I mean, getting up the stairs is a workout for me and that's just such a shift in my reality. But, um, but I'm just trying to kind of try to take it in stride and not, um, not worry about it too much. Um, but I know that when I do finally get my body back to, to ground zero and I get, you know, everything back to, as normal <laughs> as I can get it. Dimity's version of normal. Uh-huh. Yeah, my own version of normal. Um, I'm going to be starting from from the beginning. I mean, I just had this feeling that I'm not going to sweat for, gosh, I don't even know. I mean, I would say like at least another two to three weeks, Sarah. So I mean, oh. then we're looking at over a month. Wow. Wow. Um, that... And then and then if you think about the fact that really the last time I ran was Las October. Vegas rock and roll for like Ooh. three miles. I was about to say that's being kind. I think really the sort of the last time you ran was October, wouldn't was, you say? Was Denver, yeah. I mean, really, like the last time I ran a hard race and pushed myself was in Denver, and that mm-hmm. was thirteen point one miles in early October. So, so yes, I mean, I've been out. I'm going to be out of running for at least five months, mm-hmm. um, if not more. So. So yeah, so I'm going to be taking all our tips to heart too. <laughs> and uh, the good news is that it's always, it's always, uh, it's not necessarily fun to, to start um, over again, but, um, but the, the good news is that I know that I can get there. And, and sometimes beginning runners don't know that they can get to the place where, mm-hmm. you know, three miles feels like a piece of cake and a five mile run doesn't feel like that's mm-hmm. just impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the, with these ideas, we're gonna we're gonna get them there, right? Right, definitely. Juror number four. <laughs> juror number four. Exactly. <laughs> I was the I was the chairperson of my jury. Oh very, wow! Um, so do I, do I have to treat you with extra special respect today? Exactly. I just gotta say that that that, that was that that the way I was chosen. I, I did tell you this story yesterday, Dimity, but I'm gonna share it with with our listeners that uh, when it was only six person jurors jury. So granted, there wasn't a lot of choices to who was gonna be 
headed up. But when we walked into the room to deliberate, this one guy who hadn't spoken to it all, hadn't really seen much because we were seated in a line in the jury box. And he said, I nominate you. And he points at me. I was like, huh? And he said, yes, you have a very strong presence. So that was, I, yeah. I, I take that as a huge compliment. Did uh, you say I'm a badass mother runner? You <laughs> I know should, it. I should have. I didn't have that retort ready in my back pocket, but I, I need to have you by my side at all times, Tim. So you could have shot that one back at him. Said, oh yeah. You must think I'm a bammer. Huh? <laughs> no, instead I said, are you being facetious? <laughs> so, <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, I mean, 25 sound word to show you that you do have a strong presence. <laughs> Your mind is as strong as you, you look. Right. Right. So, so that that was anyway so that had nothing but you know i feel like i have been a good citizen this week and i feel good and but just listening to you talk about beginning running i mean i i don't feel like a beginner runner right now since i'm in week 7 of training for the boston marathon but i definitely felt like that last summer when i was coming back from no running at all with my plantar fasciitis and um but I like your point about that at least we knew what we were capable of and that the beginner yeah. runners don't have that advantage. But but we know that each and every beginner runner has it in her to do uh, more than she yeah, thinks she can. Right. We have the faith. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, the biggest thing that I do when I come back um, is I leave my watch at home, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. and a beginner runner doesn't necessarily not doesn't have to not wear a watch, mm-hmm. but it's probably a good idea not to be wearing like a Garmin or a GPS or something where you're like, oh, I got to go this fast because my friend who is a runner already tells me that she runs nine minute miles. So I have to do that too. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually check that. I do wear a watch, but I wear just my normal street watch that has, you know, the one that goes, the chronological one that goes, it's not even digital. Your orange, um, your orange watch? My orange watch. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, um, and so, cause I, cause what I do is I do a walk or run pattern and I make myself do that no matter how good I'm feeling. So usually, um, for the first couple of times that I've been coming back, I mean, I've come back after two stress fractures. I've come back after other injuries. The, I mean, I've the, done this routine, like the, the tallest, or, the tallest comeback kid in the world. I tell exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> so I, so, I mean, I've done this like five or six times. And, and so the first week I run slash walk for 20 minutes, you know, three to four times. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's very similar to the program that we have in, um, train like a mother, which is going to be out in mid-March. And it's very similar to the couch to 5k program, mm-hmm. um, where it's just a very doable amount of time where you are going. And, and for me, I usually go, you know, run four minutes, walk one, or I could run three minutes and walk two. Um, but if you're just starting and a minute feels like an eternity and we know that it can, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. that's totally fine. Then run one walk to, um, whatever, wherever you can kind of get in that place that just feels like, okay, I'm, I'm pushing myself, but I'm not just completely gasping for air. Right. Right. Cause I think, I think too many people think, oh, I'm going to be a runner. So they think they're going out for a run and mixing walking in. And I think it's okay to have the mindset that I'm going out for a walk and I'm going to throw a little running into it. Exactly. Exactly. And the running, I mean, if you're thinking back to like, you know, your physical presidential physical fitness test days where you were like going all out or you're thinking of maybe watching like the front runners at a race like that is not running for most of us mm-hmm. running for most of us is running at a pace where we are we are comfortable enough that we're talking right now right right, right. exactly so that you can really have a conversation so your breath you know yes you're going to obviously breathe harder and yes it's going to feel hard but if you can't you know gasp out a sentence that has at least five words in it then you're going too hard mm-hmm. slow down slow down Right, right. I mean, I remember trying to pace these girls last year um, when I was teaching these like seventh and eighth graders 
um, to do a 5K. And I swear to God, they're either like flying out of the gate mm-hmm. or walking like at a mall. Like, oh, yeah. There's you some... know, and no matter how many times I said, you know, walk with me or, you know, run Pace with yourself. me yeah. your day. Yeah, they just they can't. It's just not in their mentality. But but us mature women can do that, right, Sarah? <laughs> exactly, exactly. We're not children who fly and die. We know how to, to how to pace ourselves. And I think I think one thing, sort of along those lines, is knowing that that the first mile or so when you go running isn't fun for anybody. I mean, you, you saying that oh, you know that you can go out and run three miles or run five miles, whatever. But that that I mean. No matter what speed we're going, it's not that that first mile. Your lungs are going to heave, your legs are going to feel heavy, your heart's going to be you know trying to beat out of your chest. And every muscle is just saying no, like no, I don't. I mean, I, I shut the front door. <laughs> I'm not going. You know, like right. don't want to do this, right? Yeah, I mean, you call it. You know, they call it a workout for a reason. That it that it is work. That this is your body's not going to get stronger and more adapted at handling exertion unless you actually exert yourself. So when you see people and you think, oh, it looks like it's not hurting them at all, or, oh, she makes it look so easy. I mean, there's all, no matter what speed someone's going, there's a level of exertion that actually is taxing to them. And that, and that typically that happens in the first mile that the, that first mile, you know, I would say the vast majority of runners are thinking that this sucks. Why am I doing this? Yeah. I mean, all your blood kind of goes rushing to your face and your legs kind of clamp up a little bit and you're just like, ah, what's fun about this? But then you do get in a groove and everything kind of starts to relax and you just feel much more rhythmic and it does become easier. So, um, so yeah, I mean, and we get that on our Facebook page all the time. I mean, we ask, you know, the first, I don't feel good for three miles. I don't feel good for a mile and a half. I don't feel good for 10 minutes. I mean, so if you, you know, give yourself this kind of grace period to say, I'm just going to feel like crap and that's going to be okay. Because I know if I work through it, I'm going to be okay. But you gotta, you gotta kind of be a little bit tough to get through that. I mean, the other thing, taking just a huge step back, but running is hard. I mean, I've said this so many times and I will say it until I die. I mean, it is a difficult sport. And, um, and it's not, it's not, that's not meant to deter beginning runners, but I think if you go in with a mentality that's like, oh, I don't get to just like cruise along on the elliptical or, or sit you know, on a recumbent of, bike and just spin my legs around. A, a yeah. Few and times. read, you know, read the latest issue of us, you know, like mm-hmm. it doesn't happen. It's just, it's just a much more difficult, challenging sport. And that's the appeal of it, honestly, because oh, yeah. it's so awesome. And like you freaking conquered the world when you finish a run. Um, and that, and I don't feel that way when I've stepped off the elliptical (laughs) or like, Oh my God, where's the exit? Get me out of here. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so just, I mean, if you can have the mentality that, yeah, this is going to be challenging, you know, and that's why, you know, there aren't that many runners. That's why when you go to the gym, you know, you know, nine out of the 10 treadmills are empty, but all 10 ellipticals are taken. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's just, that's just the nature of the sport. So Yeah, there's there's no easy way out, but the payoff is is so worth it as we it is, it's absolutely worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think conversely, though, that that um, we love people who get super enthusiastic about running, and and it's so easy to do once you do get past that that beginning, you know, the the one mile hump, maybe we could call it. But that that and you feel that that great feeling of being done with your run, and you just want to keep doing it, keep doing it every day, and. I got to advise people to rein it in a little bit and that just we see so many beginner runners sidelined by injury on our Facebook page, run like a mother, the book, um, that, <laughs> good plug, good plug. Yeah, that, that, um, just, and I just, I was like, wow, gosh, we have so many people with, you know, it band issues and, and stress fractures and Morton's neuroma and, you know, 
plantar fasciitis or whatever. And I just can't help but think that a lot of those people box themselves in, into that by going out and running every single day. Or... Yeah. I mean, we really, you know, I mean, I so saw I'm what, 20 plus years in my running career. I can run three days max. You know, mm-hmm. there are days, there were, there were times when I could run five days max, but I never ran seven. Mm-hmm. I never ran seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, there are people that, that are built, you know, physically that they can do that. But I'd say they're few and far between. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, like I said, yeah. So our beginning, you know, 5K plan, which is a good place to start, you know, has you run walking four days a week. You know, mm-hmm. I say four days a week maximum until, I mean, I would say for almost, you know, four months or more mm-hmm. personally. I mean, I just feel like the slower you can go, the more confidence you can get, the more your body's going to get used to it and the stronger you're going to get, you know, right. if, so, but, but but that's not saying that and in our plan we say this it's it's we're not saying only exercise basically every other day that we you know it's t- hats are off to people who want to exercise more often and so mix it in with biking the now maligned elliptical trainer <laughs> um, uh, it's mostly i just can't stand that that circular motion i mean i know it's like the closest to running you can get i mean do you like the elliptical uh, i also just think it's a bogus workout I mean, I know that the, we we have some fans. I know that like, Be careful. Fe- I know. yeah, I know that I know that like Phoebe up in New Hampshire trained a fair bit for a marathon, and she's a Boston qualifier. She trained a fair bit for a marathon on elliptical. But I just, I don't know. I just think it seems too easy of a cheat. I don't know. So uh, this okay. is the this is the bash the elliptical podcast. I know. I know. We should probably like, <laughs> gear off of this topic right. in case we've got like some elliptical devotees out there. Exactly. But whatever you can do, I mean, you can sweat. You can go to yoga class. You can weightlift. We strongly recommend weightlifting. Yeah. Um, you know, swimming. two two days a week. I think one day of swimming, like you just said. Um, but one day definitely needs to be a rest day, especially if you are starting um, pretty much, you know, off the couch or you're coming back from a kid or whatever it happens to be. Um, you know, you've got to take at least one day to let your body just kind of, I say, like, put your training in the oven and let it bake, you mm. know, and let mm-hmm. your body recover. Right. Yeah. And I think, I think it's important to mentally call it a rest day because I think it's, or maybe this is just me and my, um, slightly obsessive, um, behavior, but, <laughs> but that if you just are like, wake up and think, Oh yeah, I'm not going to work out today. That, that isn't, um, uh, that's sort of mentally defeating where if you, if you say, okay, this is a rest day, then skipping out on exercise has a purpose. And well, it gives you permission that you don't feel guilty. I mean, is that because you mm-hmm. do you feel guilty when you miss it? Is that the thing? Oh, oh yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm okay saying I'm not going to work out today, but yeah, whatever. If you're type, you know, A plus, like Sarah, when it comes to A plus, yeah, I got an A plus. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can do that, or you know, but yes, just give yourself a day off where you're not, you know, sweating, mm-hmm. um, and and call it a rest day. Call it whatever you want. Call mm-hmm. it. I'm calling to get a massage today. That's what I want to do. Um, But anyway, so yeah, so that's important. Um, And and really, you know, along the same lines, um, you know, we have so many really enthusiastic people, which we love to see, and they want to, you know, they think that it's got to be a marathon. Since 2011, BarkBox has been committed to making dogs happy. For humans, BarkBox is a delivery of four to six natural treats and super fun toys curated around a surprise theme each month. For dogs, BarkBox is like the joy of a million belly scratches. BarkBoxes include all-natural treats and innovative toys to match a dog's unique needs, including allergies and heavy chewer preferences. Not a phrase I say every day. Dimity's dog Mason, an energetic Weimaraner, is eagerly awaiting his first BarkBox. Dimity let BarkBox know the breed, size, and even name of her dog. 
as well as the all-important chewing preferences. And now, on the 15th of each month, a new box will get shipped to Mason. Each monthly box is themed, like Country Fair or Brooklyn Hipster, with new and unique toys to keep dogs engaged, interested, and happy. If your pooch doesn't like something in the box, BarkBox promises to send something they'll love, for free, because BarkBox is all about dog happiness. Choose a plan. One, six, or 12-month plans are available. Cancel any time. Free shipping in the continental U.S. For a free extra month when you subscribe to a 6- or 12-month plan of BarkBox, visit BarkBox.com slash AMR. That's BarkBox.com slash AMR. Woof! Thanks to StoryWorth for supporting our podcast. StoryWorth is a subscription service started by a fellow who wanted families to be able to share their memories and anecdotes with each other. Here's how it works. Purchase a StoryWorth subscription for someone you love, and each week, StoryWorth sends that loved one an email with a question about his or her life. The person either replies with his or her story via email or records it by phone by calling a StoryWorth number. After a year, the stories are bound in a lovely hardcover keepsake book. My husband Jack and I gifted StoryWorth to his dad, and we're especially looking forward to hearing his tales about going to medical school in Dublin, Ireland, which is where Jack was born and spent the first four years of his life. Then we'll share the book with Jack's siblings. For $20 off, visit StoryWorth.com slash AMR when you subscribe. That's StoryWorth.com slash AMR. A marathon or a half marathon to make them a quote-unquote real runner. Mm-hmm. And um, and I really just want to just dispel that that myth right here because I know plenty of very talented, very fast runners that will not ever take on a marathon. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's just not their style. And it, it doesn't necessarily have to you don't necessarily have to run 26.2 miles right yeah you don't need to get that card stamp to get into the club yeah exactly well if you want to get into the marathon maniac club then you do right, but you right, know you're right that's a very elite club yeah <laughs> um yeah no but uh but i mean and, and i mean i think about i mean i ran my first marathon six years after i became a runner after mm-hmm. i started running you know, oh and so, I mean, that's six years. That gave my body six years to, you know, get used to the impact and to build up the muscles that needed to get built up so that, you know, my knees were okay and my hips were okay and my glutes were strong Gosh, enough and all that stuff. If we're going to think like that, it was 13 years before I did my first marathon. So Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, wow. I just, uh, yeah, I mean, and I was such a dedicated runner back in the uh, gosh when I lived out near Boston and and would just run almost every day with you know first husband John and um but just never (laughs) the thought never crossed my mind to do a marathon I don't know what it was I lived half a mile from the Boston Marathon route and just never didn't didn't occur to me till I saw a friend doing it till I saw dear old Julie Atherton running a marathon that gave me the idea but but yeah so yeah so I you know more than half of my running career I didn't do a marathon and and rarely ever ran raced so wow yeah. that's interesting I saw mine I mean I saw that's what's happened to me too well I moved to New York and I watched the New York City Marathon and I guess it must have been 96 because I ran it in 97 and I mm-hmm. totally caught the bug in 96 but I hadn't had any interest in doing it but then after seeing it standing in Central Park and just gosh seeing especially you know the four plus hour mm. crowd coming through all different shapes and sizes and speeds oh, exactly. and running right. styles and all that I was like okay I- I'm in I'm in um <laughs> But uh, and that well, was when it was much easier to get into, too. Exactly. One oh. thing. One thing I think, as long as we're talking about races, I, I know this might get a few, you know, rotten apples or maybe some some stones thrown at us. But I think you and I are of the same mindset in that we think people should start from the bottom of the race ladder and build up. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, so you start with a 5k, um, you know, and run it if you can run, walk it if you need to. Um, and then, um, and then go to a 10 K and then maybe a 10 miler and then a half marathon. And that progression may take you a year and a half, you know, I mean, honestly, Mm -hmm. or more, Mm -hmm. um, if you want to go long and if you don't want to go long, hang at the 5 K and 10 K level. I mean, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I do think that you get so excited and you're like, oh, I want to, you know, and we, we, we write a lot of stories about how, I mean, I remember quoting another mother runner in Train Like a Mother, you know, she decided she was going to run a half marathon and she'd never run a step in her life. And mm-hmm. I totally admire that, um, yeah. that kind of like drive and motivation and dedication. It's just that more often than not, that's going to end in a stress fracture or some kind of other injury that is going to sideline you from running. And then you've got to and then you're back, then you're pulling a dimity and you're back to ground zero again, you know? <laughs> Note to all the listeners out there, don't pull a dimity. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so, I mean, I guess just be smart about it. I mean, I conservatively, I would say if I was going to start running today, mm-hmm. I don't think I'd be ready for a half marathon until probably this fall, you know, yeah. and that's yeah. eight months away. So yeah. Yeah. that's, I mean, that's me and, you know, and, and to each their own. And if you can rip it up faster than that, more power to you. I, you know, I just, I'd rather run, like I've said a couple of times, I'd rather run forever than run in one race. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's really the mentality that guides me these days. And if you're starting to run, then that's a good mentality to, to also embrace. Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, the, go ahead. I was going to say that, that also doing races teaches you so much about racing, which is kind of a um, idiotic pedantic statement, but that, that you, you just, I mean, if I didn't know what a half marathon was there, I would just have so many questions and that, so that you, by doing, signing up for, you know, just your local 5k, you know, maybe it doesn't even have chip timing. It's just a couple hundred people out there, maybe not even a couple hundred, but that you can just learn about everything from pacing to, you know, going to the bathroom in a porta potty or do you go to the bathroom? <laughs> okay, you've never done that. Yeah, going, going to, the, you know, I don't know that going to the bathroom, you know, in a longer race, do you go along the way or how to, you know, how to line up for a race? How to, do you drink during a race? There's just so many variables that I, I would much rather discover it. Maybe it's just me. Um, I like to start a little small, you know, just try to figure it out at a smaller, shorter distance, because the longer you go, the more time there is for the, the proverbial wheels to fall off the bus. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you just get confidence. Like, right. you know, so you step up to the line of your half marathon and you're like, oh gosh, this is 13 miles. And I've run, you know, say 11 in training, mm-hmm. but I've done three races and I, and I know I can do this, you mm-hmm. know? So it's mm-hmm. just a, it's, a, it's just a confidence builder too. Yeah. So um, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so the other, the other thing that, that is, is, is a good, um, concept for all mother runners to embrace whether you're beginning or not is not to compare yourself. I mean, Mm, gosh, it's so hard because, you know, it's so easy that the numbers are so black and white and you're going this fast and your friend is going this fast. And, Mm -hmm. you know, even if it's your friend's also beginning runner and she's faster than you are, I mean, it's hard not to get discouraged, but Mm -hmm. we really, really want to emphasize that it isn't about the numbers on the clock all the time, you know, it's it's about, it's also not about if your friend signs up for a race and you don't feel the confidence or the fitness to do it. I mean, that that's her, you know, maybe she's like your friend, Catherine, you know, who had an Olympian in her, in her family genetics, you know, so that, that there's just all, or all things going on, or maybe, you know, maybe your baby's only five months old and her youngest is, you know, one and a half. There's all sorts of reasons for why people are at different stages and that you just can't compare yourself to anyone 
but yourself. But yourself. And and but yourself where you are now. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a th- even like after having a baby, you know, say you haven't run during pregnancy and you're coming back again and you go out and you've, you know, done your run walk thing and you're taking on your first 5k and you know, you last your pre-pregnancy 5k was 25 minutes and now you're at <clears throat> excuse me, 30 and you're like, god, you get so Dejected, mad and angry yeah. and mm-hmm. you know, and it's that's not I don't know. I mean, I know it's it's easier said than done to kind of preach not to try and compare yourself, but but really, like, you have to take a step back and be like, okay, I just birthed a baby from my loins, like pressed <laughs> out this, you know, like the loins that the loins that got stretched, of, you know, a pin, and um, yeah, my body's going to be different, you know, and right. so if you can't kind of have that attitude going in, and it causes you more stress than than it gives you pleasure, like you know it's time to reevaluate a little bit. Don't you think? Yeah. It's a, you definitely have to be kind to yourself and, and almost think of yourself as the, you know, d- don't you say in train like a mother to have, um, PRs from every era of your life. Yeah. So, so that, yeah. yeah and so Pretty, that, yeah. So that definitely so that you can think, okay, well this is, you know, let's wipe the slate clean. These are my post baby races and not be so concerned, you know, so don't compare yourself to if you were, you know, a runner in high school or if you we're doing something in your twenties, you know, and you could do seven spinning classes a week. I mean, that was then this is now. And um, exactly. I'm heading into my, um, post fibroids <laughs> year, four, decade of the forties PRs. And so it was sweet. I mean, I'm going to set so many PRs in the next 10 years. You wouldn't even believe it. And I'm psyched. I might even write them down this time. I think we need some medals for you, you know, plum size medals, Dimity, hey, perhaps. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Um, anyway, so, uh, so. How um, about, how about the, the beauty of finding a running buddy or a running group? Because I think that's, is, I mean, everybody loves to have a running buddy, but I think having one when you're a beginning runner is just even perhaps more important. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's best if you can find someone else to start your journey with you Mm. just because you are going to be kind of starting on the same page, even if you have like genetically different program speeds, Mm -hmm. um, all those adjectives weren't placed in the right place, but you know what I'm saying? Um, but it is nice to have somebody to kind of bitch with, you know, like, Jesus, how, how long do we have to go? And I can't believe this and blah, blah, blah. Um, so a beginner is definitely best. And I mean, I know that like Fleet Feet stores have that um, No Boundaries program, oh. I believe is what it's called, oh, huh. where they, they start from the beginning. Um, you know, it's, it's definitely geared at beginner runners. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also call your just your local running store and see if they have any, um, either Training they groups. have their own beginning running programs or they might know a coach that, um, that might run a program like um, here in, in Denver, the Colorado Columbines have very different levels, um, you know, for, for different runners. And they have one that's geared towards um, the beginning runner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, Dim, I'm going to interject for a second. We only have five yeah. minutes left to talk. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. <laughs> so much more to cover. <laughs> we need to talk um, a whole lot quicker. Okay, okay, okay. Go, 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 go. Um, you know, another, and then, of course, what, the other... Charity well, the, training groups are always good. Yeah, charity training groups. I think that that um, while charity training groups like Team and Training, uh, Joints in Motion, Team Challenge, they they um, they certainly draw from a variety of speeds and experiences. But it seems to me that there are a lot of beginner runners in those programs because they it's such wonderful hand holding to figure out everything from your training plan to how to fuel on a run, and they can just answer myriad questions that you're going to have. Absolutely. 
Um, and one thing people, some people ask me a lot about form, if they should think about their running form. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, there's two schools of thought. One is that you run the way that you were built to run and there's no reason to change it. Mm -hmm. Um, and the second is that you should think about running form. I mean, what sport do you go out and play where you don't think about technique or how you're going to move your body through, Mm -hmm. through space, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I've gone, you know, I, I, I didn't think about running form for a long time until, um, all these injuries have kind of forced me to think about it. And, um, one book that I've talked about a lot and I, I recommend, um, for beginning runners, it's a book called Chi Running by Danny Dreyer, um, and Catherine Dreyer. And, um, and they're just, um, it's, it's a pretty simple philosophy in that you kind of let gravity do most of the work and you really work on engaging your core and, um, and taking small steps, um, lots of small steps so that, mm-hmm. you know, the, I think the tagline is, um, how to run injury free for life or something about injury free is in there, which is why it attracts. Yeah. <laughs> bing, bing, bing. <laughs> Dimities. Yeah. Exactly. This is me. This is me. Um, so, um, do so you, how about, know, how about I have ahead. a theory. Do you think it would be easier for a beginning runner to change their style than someone like us that are like hard, hardwired yeah. into it? So, I mean, well, that, yeah, if you're going to be open to it, try it now while you're still yeah. um, being formed. I mean, that's the cool thing. We, we often, we've said to ourselves between ourselves a lot, like we often get jealous of beginning runners because <laughs> right. they got so many good things ahead of you. You don't even know, you know, and like, you know, here I am, you know, 20 plus years of running on my body and it's definitely taken its toll. I mean, I wouldn't trade it for the world, but God, you know, it's so exciting to think that maybe you're, you know, like a 38 year old mom who's just trying running for the first time and you've got so many good years of running ahead of you and your body is relatively, you know, injury and pain free and fresh. And yeah, I mean, it's just, I got to say, I'm a little jealous, right? (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think I think there it's maybe that's an important message to to take away is to think that while some beginner runners might might be envying people like, oh, look, they already know they've already built up their mileage and they their body can go five miles at a stretch. It's like, no. Yeah, but you're fresh. Your legs are just willing to get trained and don't have any injuries already built into them. And just the whole world awaits you when you when you start running. I mean, all the gosh, I think about you know, oh, how fun it is to find a new running route and explore parts of your neighborhood you've never been able to check out, and just it's such an awesome way to get out and see the world by running and and just Absolutely. let your feet carry you wherever you want to go. Um, and and I guess I'd like to also add uh, end this podcast by saying if you're not a beginning runner, if you're running right now and you're out on your you know 16 mile marathon training run. Um, one way to kind of freshen up your running is to mentor a beginning runner. Mm -hmm. Um, skirt sports has a program where they guide you through, um, through helping someone through a 5k and it's on the skirt sports program. It's on the skirt sports website and I'm the name of the program I'm blanking on right now. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but, you know, I did that once with, um, with Pip from Australia and, uh, really gave me insight into the, the sport and how much I should appreciate where, where I am now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just so cool to see someone that, that you've invested some time and energy into and see her succeed and know that you are a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's just, it's invaluable. So, um, so that's mm-hmm. one thought you can also get another, cause you know, the more mother runners in the world, the better place it is. Right. We're, we're not going to stop until we see another mother runner everywhere we turn. Right. Timothy? Exactly. And, and, exactly. On, and on that pithy uh, final comment, we're going to have to end this podcast. Uh, please look for us on Facebook at run like a mother, the book, 
Check out our website, anothermotherrunner.com. Find us on Twitter at at Dimity on the Run and at SBS on the Run, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.